Uh, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Euphrates Network podcast. Um, this week, we have a little bit of a different episode. Um, you know, on this podcast, one of the main goals is to just expose people, expose listeners to um, a perception of Christianity that goes beyond the American space. And we want um, believers to see themselves as part of God's global story and, you know, just connected with what God's doing around the world. And so one of the things that we wanted to do um, is to have some interviews with people, especially who have come to faith from different cultural contexts. So I have a, a guest here who's a PhD student at Penn State. I thought I'd give her a chance to introduce herself and we're going to be spending the, the episode asking her some questions. So Yaming, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Yaming. Uh, I'm Chinese. Now I'm doing a PhD uh, program at Penn State. So I have the uh I grew up in China and then I I I've been uh in Japan for several years and then I came to the US and this is a place that I where I encountered God. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so we're definitely gonna dig into that um over the course of this conversation. Um but yeah, I mean we we're just kind of talking before we started hitting record about a bit of a bit of your childhood and a bit of your background when it came to um, learning about religion and spirituality. So I thought you could share a little bit about what was your perception of religion and faith and Christianity specifically um, in your childhood? Oh, so in my childhood, I really didn't have any idea about like something spiritual or Christianity. I it, they they didn't exist in my life. So I'm a very typical kid growing up in a big city in China. I I learned everything from school and from the textbooks about history and the, the, like on in the textbook, uh, like we were taught is a religion and uh, uh, like the the empire can use it to govern people that's what we learned it plays a role in the history but I never thought one day I could I could be Christian I didn't have any idea of that I was very passionate about science and when people talk about something spiritual in my environment uh, we will kind of feel like a ridiculous and will feel oh what are you talking about you you should study science more <laughs> yeah. yeah what about buddhism was buddhism popular around you oh buddhism i think is the most popular religion in china so most of people most chinese have been uh visiting temples buddhism temples like they may believe they may truly believe or they don't believe so much, but they always go to worship. It's mm -hmm. very common. In my childhood, I also did that because it's part of the tradition, part of the culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for you, where you talk about just kind of like religion, spirituality seeming ridiculous, with Buddhism, did you see any contradiction there? Or it was just kind of you didn't take it that seriously, so you didn't really think about it? Ah, oh, this is interesting. I think uh, like... Uh, in my childhood, I felt people go to worship is they need some like emotional support and they want some good luck. 
So after worshiping the Buddhas and they feel, oh, I, I worship that and there should be something protection if I believe, but I don't know if they truly believe. So it's more for fun. Right. <laughs> and I, 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 some people, they may put their like strength, they, they may seek strength from Buddhism, but I never did that. Okay. Yeah. So did you did you feel like you had questions about like the transcendent? So questions about like the supernatural, or did you feel like your just what you were learning in science kind of answered all the all the questions that you had about like the world and about existence and about purpose? So in the past, uh, like as kids growing up, science. It, science seems the most reliable way of interpreting the world. So whenever there's something supernatural, and I try to understand in the perspective of science, and uh, like I, I, I'm also curious with some supernatural like uh, phenomena. So I. I also watched some videos. Oh, it may be by aliens. You never know. I try to rationalize everything. In the past, for me, like religion or something spiritual was not rational for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so you, so you grew up in that environment. Walk me through your journey through university and then ending up in Japan. What were the things that led you to take those steps? Well, that's uh, now I looked back, I, 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 I understood that every that every step is already written by God in the book of life. Um, when I was in China, like the because the world is corrupted, so naturally, like I feel like something missing. And I feel like this world seems a bit scary for me because you can see a lot of corruptions and people are very selfish and for their own benefit, they can do things to hurt other people. It's just really difficult to live in a way that you can truly protect yourself at the same time, truly protect the people around you. It's, so hard and uh, so somehow i i feel i need to explore and uh, deep down inside of my heart i know i need to seek something but i didn't know what's that what i thought is oh i need to go to a new environment because my parents were very protective and i just know i need to grow up and i need to get strength i need to I need to truly know who I am, who I want to be, because people in that age, like early 20, I was only 21 when I left China. It's so young, and the people in that age, they are looking for their identity. And that's also a reason that, one of the reasons I went to Japan. Of course, it's also for like uh, studying for a master program. And uh, yeah, also, it's not easy for me because I will go to a new culture, new environment. I, I, I will new, learn a new language. Everything will be challenging. But uh, I just uh, 
I just did it because if I, I, I there's a voice inside of me. If I don't make this move, I, I don't make this step, I don't know how to go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how did you grow as a person in Japan? Do you feel like you were able to start forming your own identity away from your from your family? Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> I think when people try to do things about our own strengths, everything is very hard. And uh, those years without God, I was like... A, struggling a lot i i i have to uh, overcome the loneliness i have to try to build my confidence because it's not easy to have confidence when like if you 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 think everything is done by yourself and then it's very easy for a person to be arrogant so I, I, I wasn't arrogant, <laughs> but I, I really had a hard time to, to believe myself, like in making things happen. And uh, yeah, it, it's tough in many uh, aspects because I was lonely and most of the time alone. And in that environment, you have to do everything by yourself you are far from your family and the culture is different you feel i i was living in tokyo so people there are are more distanced and uh, i try to fit in into the culture and i worked studied really hard uh, for getting good grades uh, for my future and i, I was also doing part-time jobs wow that's a lot of struggling but like there's one moment I want to share with you guys um, because I, I was kind of depressed, just a lot of stress, a lot of burden on me. And maybe it's me, I put it on myself or maybe something spiritual or maybe a combination. And uh, the first two years is especially hard because everything was very uncertain i was somehow also stressed and a bit scared worried about my future so i was jogging every night alone around my home just try to keep myself like healthy and keep the strength but i just felt so tired all the time and one night i was listening to the song i every time every night i went jogging i listened to the same song but that night i i, I couldn't understand why that night i still remember i i was jogging around the park and there's one moment i felt i'm healed just like the burden and the fear went away and I, I, there's a voice inside of me telling me things will be good from now. Things will really be really good from now. And I couldn't explain why I didn't understand. I just felt very weird. I didn't know God. I didn't believe in spiritual things. But I told my parents, oh, it's so weird. There's a moment I felt I'm healed. 
and no one took it seriously, even myself. And after so many years, after becoming Christian for months, and I found that song in the Christian playlist on Spotify. I, I, when I was listening to that song, I didn't even know it's about God. Yeah. So what was the name of the song again? Uh, this is Living Now. Yeah, so this is Living by Hillsong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I just it's like the melody. Yeah, it's like yeah. really catchy as well. Yeah. yeah, I like that song a lot too. So, so when that happened, was it the type of thing where it impacted you a lot in the moment, but then you forgot about it? And then, it, and then now looking back, you realize that it was God? Or did you feel like something, like you were conscious that something changed you know, over the years? Ah, uh, yeah. At that moment, I realized that something happened, but I couldn't explain. I didn't understand. And then I started feeling the change, the changes in my life. And, uh, and because- Did you notice that the changes were tied back to that experience? So when you notice things changing after, like even then before you found God, did you tie it back to that experience? I think that that experience, I didn't took it that seriously. Okay. It happened for me is something, it was something strange for me. But I also believe that things like, uh, things, things like uh, pro, processes, uh, processes through time. So I, I think it's a progress like, because I, I've been working hard for so long and so many struggles. So I was like a kind of, there's some belief in me that things will get better. And that's also why I could, I could do all the things. But now I look back, I, I, I believe, like, because why did I believe myself, right? Because this thing is not rational. Things at that point, what I wanted to do is like it needs a lot of efforts and luck and like a lot of strength. It's just, yeah, if I can have that faith, actually it comes from somewhere, but I never thought about it. And from that point, like, from that experience, I started having more hope about life. I I became a bit more peaceful, but not like a peaceful like now. Not like now I, I know to look for peace and strength from God. Mm -hmm. But somehow I felt more secure. Yeah. 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 So so this happened in Japan. You know, you grew up in China, you're doing the masters. And yeah. in this time, there wasn't any at least that you know of like interactions with Christians that were like talking to you. So the Holy Spirit met you where you were without the influence of like any believer, even though you didn't become Christian, mm. but like, cause it's something interesting to process, like the way that God can reach you where you're at in ways that like, you know, like there, maybe there's like a church somewhere praying in Japan and they never even met you. Maybe, but I didn't meet any Christian when I was in Japan. In that environment, it's not easy because I'm a graduate student. I don't have that kind of community community and like a local social network. Mm -hmm. I was pretty lonely. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, also in Japan, I don't think uh, like... Uh, 
I I did I didn't know if there are a lot of Christian because in Japan people go to Jinja a lot. They they kind of have their own gods. They have a lot of gods, so people worship all the kind of gods and the Buddhas. Yeah. But it's rare that someone is Christian. I I've never met anyone. Okay. Yeah. And so, did you see a lot of like was it a big culture shock going to Japan from China, and how does it compare to the culture shock of coming now to the U.S.? Yeah, being honest, it it is a very big cultural shock when I went to Japan. Even though, like, for some people in the U.S., oh, they're all Asian, they're the same, but actually, no, very different. Like how people interact with each other, and like language and their logic, the attitude of doing things, and like how they make friends. And uh, how do you get along with your colleagues? Everything, everything is so different. And uh, in Tokyo, like uh, <laughs> it's a very <laughs> interesting city because things can be very extreme in that city. Also, it can be a bit depressing. Like it's a wild and a very sophisticated city. Yeah. yeah. And would you, so your experiences of kind of like feeling isolated, you kind of touched on like the environment of Tokyo kind of made that it easier. Like I, I've read some things about like just the suicide rates specifically oh, yeah. in Japan. So would you find that that sense of despair and like isolation is something that was kind of specific to Japan or was it more specific to your experience because you came from a different environment? I, I think it's, it's something cultural and I, as a foreigner, it's even harder mm -hmm. for a foreigner, a graduate student. The culture is like, they they don't want to bother other people. So they keep uh, like uh, being very polite, even between couples. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, like a lot of people, they don't care so much about other people. And uh, as you mentioned, many people suicide in Japan. I was living by a subway like a line called the Chuo Chuo Sen, and oh my, they have they have a lot of uh, accidents because people jump into the railway all the time, very often, to suicide. And at the subway station, it's usually at night they have that blue light because that blue light can calm people down. So oh. try to prevent people get suicide. And uh, one night I didn't want to suicide at all. I was, one night I came home late. I was just uh, standing a little bit uh, like uh, close to that blue light, but a little bit uh, far from the uh how do you call it like Rail, railway i mean not the railway it's just a bit far from the the gate it's, okay. it seems i i, like I went to yeah the platform yeah i went to one edge of the platform because i i was thinking about something i felt it's it's good to stay alone <laughs> and then the stuff there like came to me because they were worried that i'm i might want to suicide i think okay. yeah it, yeah, it's a, a strange. <laughs> I don't want to say that, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's heavy. But yeah, we don't we don't need to stay here. But yeah, I think I, I was just curious about that in the culture. It was, it was something that I've that I've heard. Yeah. Um, 
So how, how long were you in Japan? And then what was, where did you go after? Did you go back to China or did you come to the U.S.? I've been there for really long. I don't want to expose my age, but I lived there for That's five perfect. years. I, I firstly, at the beginning, I was preparing for my entrance exam to master program. And I need to uh, like do research and learn language. And then I entered the master program and then I became a PhD student in the same university. So everything went smoothly, but I felt, I still felt something missing. It's just weird. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel I, I want to settle down. I just feel things are missing. And I actually, I didn't want to. <laughs> to the U.S. because it's a lot of work to settling down in Japan. Oh my, so much work. And I felt, oh, I'm older than before. And I'm going to a new country and doing PhD. I don't know what will happen in the future. And also it will be very hard. It needs a lot of hard work. But <laughs> I felt like at some point, again, I felt that this is something I have to do. Otherwise, I don't know how to move forward. There's something off, something off. And then there's a wonderful opportunity during pandemic. It's a miracle that how I got a visa. I got the offer. It's already a, a big blessing for me. It's, wow, they give a stipend pretty good and the ranking of like I'm studying economics and uh, ranking of, of Penn State is pretty good oh I, I felt maybe I should go and then because of COVID uh, it's like oh maybe I cannot go maybe I just stay in Japan and then like I got the visa is very surprising because <laughs> like a lot of Japanese around me they couldn't get a visa to the US or Canada mm. I think it's by God, God wanted me to come. And then, yeah, I, I'm here. I, I believe if I stay in Japan, if God wants it to happen, there will be a way to happen if I stay in Japan. I still may encounter God, but I think it's very difficult for me in that environment because not like now my friend, in a cohort, he's Christian, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he introduced uh, God to me, and uh, he preached uh, to me like uh, uh, the second year when we were here. I think yeah, the first time was in our second year of a PhD, and I, I was also curious. I went to him actually. I asked, "What's going on? I'm curious. Why do you think in this way?" Yeah. Let's let's rewind. Exactly. No, no, it's good. I want to I want to build up to that because I know that's going to be a big part of the, the interview. Um, but so you got to Penn State. Um, what was it like? What was your first year like before you know you started to like sense God drawing you? No, I didn't feel. Okay. So really, so I didn't feel it. So so what was what was the U.S. like? What was your initial? experience my experience is oh if i go to the u.s it's only for my academic life it's only for my phd because i don't really have other reasons that make me feel oh i want to go to the u.s i know some people have uh, the american dream and they want to come here and like uh, something very good then can happen for me it's like i i was thinking a lot what's important in my life and I don't think if I go to the U.S., I got a, 
like uh, I, I will get rich and blah, blah. I never felt it's attractive. For me, the reason is really simple. In Japan, their PhD system is like for economics is not that good. All the good students in economics, they apply for the graduate school in the US. And uh, they, it's like uh, in Japan, they don't have a lot of scholarship for PhDs, stipend for PhDs. And um, yeah, I want to do good research. I was thinking, okay, if I already chose to do PhD and then I should make more efforts. It's not because I'm ambitious. It's if I do it, I, I have to have the attitude that I want to do it seriously and do it well, otherwise, I couldn't understand why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the reason. So I came here to the US. Okay. Yeah. And so what was your first year like? What was the adjustment like? Uh, first year in the US? Yeah. Oh, we, <laughs> we were in state college all the time. We didn't have any time to go out. So for me, my first stop in the US, state college, and I have stayed here all the time. We, we traveled a little bit to DC, New York, and Philly, a little bit, some cities nearby, but mainly in State College. Very busy, very tired. Oh my, I worked so hard. Sometimes we didn't even have enough time to sleep. But at the same time, oh, the things happened. State College is a <laughs> an interesting place. And in my cohort, the people are very different from me, super different from me. We are very international and uh, have a very different ideas about life, about uh, what we want and how to have also personal, personal life, that kind of perspective. For example, some people, they like partying all the time. They like going to bars and clubs. And they are they have some casual sex. It it was a very big shock to me, and uh, because those people are all the people I knew at that point in the U.S. I especially during COVID, I only had them. So then I started feeling, oh, why couldn't I fit in? So I have some problems, and then they like try to persuade me, oh, you are too strict and you should do this, do that. And people smoke weed in my cohort and they say, oh, it's nothing, it's good, it's healthy. And oh, things started going crazy and I started having a lot of self-doubt and started feeling very painful. And it's like, I was thinking, should I change? If I don't change, I'll be all alone here. And maybe I, 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 they are right, I'm wrong. And then I was like, oh, why? I, I don't feel I'm doing anything wrong. Why I'm the wrong person? Why it seems if I, for example, like I dated a guy, <laughs> maybe this information is too much, but, and he, like, he's like, because I didn't have any experience before. So he's like a very, I don't know, it's like somehow angry with me or started saying things really horrible to me and made me feel like I'm so weird, I'm so strange, and I, 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 I'm the problem. I think because 
I I'm a, a bit traditional, so he like but he's more casual, so he cannot do he couldn't do whatever he wants, so he blamed the things on me. Now I look the back, I think it's like that. Yeah, but at that point I didn't know, so I suffered a lot and there's I I came to I came here and in that little world the right became the wrong the wrong became the right I have no idea what's going on and who I want to be and I also went to bars with my friends I even tried with with them but I didn't like I just felt this is crazy I'm not happy and but what could I what what could I do Without God, without any protection of my heart, I what I could do is I try to understand things. I talk with people. I, I try to find a way of being myself, but I didn't even know who 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 I was. I I'm curious, like, so you describing kind of like the grad school, the college culture about going out, hooking up. Um is that like your first time exposed to atmosphere? Because like in university in China and Japan, it seems like you have, you already have the values that are more consistent with like a devout Christian, but you grew up without faith. Right. And so is the culture in general in China and Japan more traditional where it's not as normal for young people to do the things that they're doing at universities here? I think actually this thing, it depends on the social environment and education and school education and family education yeah. yeah so my family is traditional and i was very protected and so since i was a kid i have a very strong sense of righteousness mm -hmm. even though i didn't know god but i was like uh, having a lot of principles inside of me and i want to do the right thing i want to be nice i want to be kind even though I didn't know God. And when I went to Japan, I like there's no influence confusing me because I, I was like spending a lot of time alone. So like I, I do my things, I be myself, it's still fine. But when I came here, oh my, it's full of chaos and uh, and the value that I have to admit the value in this society in the US or at least in, in state college or in my cohort that a small group is more complicated than what I had before, mm -hmm. way more complicated. And uh, I, I, I think that even in state college, it's not like everyone will be exposed in this kind of a situation. And uh, it's interesting to talk about this. I, I just feel like uh, everyone has different paths. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I look back, I think for understanding God's love and for understanding why he has those principles for us to protect us, I needed to go through all of these to truly experience it to gain the knowledge mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah okay okay so let's talk about how you met god now so what what happened um yeah i'm just gonna let you let you go yeah 
I met God. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, I, as I mentioned, I have a Christian friend in my cohort. We are a group of close friends. And he's, he's very nice. And he started talking about God and the spirits with people. And I just feel, oh, and people started talking about, oh, he's, he's crazy and <laughs> he's weird i'm like oh wait 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 why but he's a good guy he's honest and he's talking about this for people's good even though people are complaining about him so i went to him and i asked oh so what's going on like can you tell me can you share with me and then he talked about god with me but at that point i couldn't really accept the this idea, oh, God has principles for us because he loves us and there's a hell that he loves us. I was thinking, how, why? There's a hell and if people don't believe him, they need to go to hell. This You, you are telling me this is a loving God. So at the last moment, I said, no, a new story. I, I can't, I can't. <laughs> and then, okay, I was like uh, walking on my own path uh, without thinking about God. And then, as I mentioned, my, my environment is a little bit complicated. And uh, I'm a sensitive person, and uh, I'm vulnerable. And I experienced, uh, like, in, I mean, when I have, like, have my friends, and uh, I ha have a, had a boyfriend, and uh, just so many things happened, and I got very lost and wounded. Because I always want to do the right thing, be the nice person. And in the end, I got hurt. And by my strength, I couldn't change anything. The more I tried, the worse it became. Like, and I felt so crushed and so broken. My heart was so broken in the end. It's like... And I was so scared because I didn't know what to do with life. With my strength and wisdom, I couldn't do anything about my life for my relationship and for, for my study because I, I do feel relationship is very important for us because our emotion mainly influenced by relationship with people. So I got very dysfunctional and I was really, really scared and all alone because people here, they sometimes you think you have a friend, but uh, <laughs> when you really need help, they are just uh, like uh, doing, uh, having their own life. It was difficult for me to really ask for help from anyone. And my, my, my ex-boyfriend left me and when I was all alone and so scared, having a lot of panics, uh, a new, uh, sorry, my friend in the cohort, I can't say, um, you know, yeah, my brother in Christ, he came to me and prayed for me again and again and again in the darkness, period of darkness in my life because I couldn't tell my parents. They would be so sad and they, they couldn't do anything. So I just hold, hold everything by myself alone. 
in my bedroom, every day I feel like being alive and being awake is a torture. I felt like that. I was so afraid of being awake. And at the same time, I couldn't die because I have a lot of responsibilities. And it is also so hard to fall asleep. But O'Neill came to me and pray for me and talk with me and care about me. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Where does this love come from? Why is so unconditional? And why? And then I asked him, I, I knew he had, had some like uh, fellowship meeting. And then after a few times he prayed for me. I said, Anil, can I go to your meeting? And you said, oh, okay, you can come. And then in that meeting, I started <laughs> encountering all the miracles. And uh, I started my spiritual life there. Hmm. And I, I'm a bit, I feel a bit of pity. Many people, they couldn't see the miracles. But actually, today I was also thinking about this. What we thought are miracles, they can only be described in the Bible, but you don't think it can happen in your life because you never you, you have never seen it. But actually, life itself is already a miracle. If you think really, really hard, you look at everything in this world, you think about how you breathe, how you think. It's, we can't explain. We can explain nothing. We are living in miracles, but we never open our eyes to see it in this way. Yeah, and uh, at the beginning, even though I went to the, uh, yeah, before, uh, I oh no, I think the first time I went to the meeting and I was like, oh my, so this is true? Because seeing the miracles was also hard for me. It's too challenging. I was like, oh my, what happened to my world? This is crazy. And I still try to rationalize everything. Yeah, I think everyone does this when they started something spiritual, maybe. And then I was like, oh, this is too crazy. And then I talked with my friend Anil. He said, okay, you always ask for uh, some like a convincing message. Uh, uh, me, I always ask for something to convince me. And uh, then on your side, okay, then you ask God, God, I want to know if you are there. Can you give me a sign? Can you give me an answer? You ask this question from your heart, very sincerely. And then I'm like, okay, I will ask. So I, I, I drove back from the meeting, I drove back to my home. And on the way I was driving, that's a sunny day. That's a, a really sunny day is uh, 2 p.m. afternoon or later, I think maybe 4 p.m. I couldn't remember clearly. This is something like that on Sunday. And then I was driving, I asked, God, are you really, really there? If you are really there, you give me a sign, you give me a sign. And then I just said that I saw a piece of rainbow in the sky in front of me, on the big, big sky in front of me. Yeah, I, I was like, even after that, you see, I have a very doubtful man, mind. <laughs> even after that, I doubted, I still doubted a lot. And then I keep seeking for signals. 
from God. And then I saw one miracle after another, after another, after another, until I, my doubting, my doubtful mind calmed down. Like until I, I don't, I, there's no reason for me to doubt anymore. But it's, it's really difficult because living in this world, the way we grow up, the education we had, everything was telling us, no, no God, no God. So it's a, it's a long battle. It's not like a immediately path, but at least for me, for some people, maybe it will be easier for them to understand. But the way I grew up in my environment, who I was, is really difficult. And I believe for me to encounter God, to accept this idea, we are living in a world with a creator full of love and wisdom. God had to take me from China to Japan, from Japan to the US. It's a very long journey for me, but it's necessary. Yeah. Wow, that's good stuff. I have, I have so many questions for me in my head, but I'm gonna ask one. Okay. So one of the things that people criticize I don't know, Christians or religious people over, is that they say that they only believe because they want to, because so they believe that God is real because they want him to be real. What, like, so, but it seems like what you were sharing is that, like, you were open, but, like, you needed to be convinced. Yeah, right? yeah. And so, and so it was a type of thing that if God didn't convince you, you would have had a hard time believing it, right? Because it was so different than your upbringing. Mm, yes, yes. I guess I don't even have a question. I guess that's a question. Just yeah, talking about. A question. This is a very good question. So, <laughs> uh, for example, in my case, I didn't even know God. I uh, So how could I want to believe, right? But uh, somehow... You, you are curious about life. You think when you encounter things in your life, you, you think, oh, why is it like this? Like, and then you struggle. And then you look for a solution. Very naturally, in the end, you will find the, the missing piece. For me, it happened like that. And... Uh, and some people, they don't want to believe. It's because in their environment, they think they have enough. Yeah, so oh, why do I believe God? Like They don't even care if God is there or not. They are not interested. Right. But I, I believe curiosity is very important in human nature. Right. Like. If you you are not even curious about what's your identity, why you are living in this world, and you don't you are not curious what true love is, oh my, that's living very blindly mm -hmm. and without the protection. You have to struggle a lot to find somehow an answer. You don't even know if it's true or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's powerful. I, I want to ask you about the miracles now. So what was 
what was one that really stuck out to you where you saw it and you knew that like God was the only explanation for what, what happened in that situation? Oh, there are many, many miracles. But one night, I think I also talked with you that night we were together. Yeah, no, I was thinking about that one. Yeah, that one, really, I couldn't find any explanation if it's not a God. It's too powerful. Like one night, like our group, the guys, like they <clears throat> planned to go out to preach. I didn't plan to drink. Actually, I was dragged by God. <laughs> I was like having dinner with other people in downtown waiting for my bus. And uh, I didn't know how that happened. I saw the guys in our fellowship in the group. And then I what are you doing? And then I just joined them. I followed them. I didn't understand. And I didn't think I, I could do anything. But God <laughs> used me to... To, to preach to, to a man who really needed God. And that God, uh, that that man was touched by God and was crying and crying. I remember that night. And this is the not, not the surprising part. The surprising part for me was when we went back to our, uh, we have a place that we get together. So after preaching, all the groups went back to that cafe. And then they were talking about, uh, did you meet this, that, this, that? They have a, a list of names of the people that we will talk to before the preaching. They prayed for first and then went out to preach. But I didn't know this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, so what you're saying is that before we went out and we prayed, there's a number of people yeah. who... They felt like God was giving them specific people they're going to talk to, and then it happened. Yes, they have a list of names, and they also have visions. Like, oh, that person will look like this, wearing those kind of clothes. And then they were talking about, oh, that guy will wear this. Did you meet that guy? And then that's our guy. We, the the guy our group met is like, and at that night, like we finished around like three a.m. I think oh, I that night. It's kind of uh, track of time. Yeah, and it's done around by three a.m. and we found all the people in the name list. God guided us to find everyone or those people came to us without any reason. It's just like, you can't understand, but it happened. Yeah. <laughs> if there's no God, oh my, the whole world, I maybe I'm living in Harry Potter then. <laughs> but it's even crazy, it must be God. I don't have any other explanation. Yeah. Can you tell me about the... Uh... When you were with Emil, the person you prayed for with crushes, uh, the person who was in crushes who had a like a leg injury. Uh, yeah, that day. Yeah, again, uh, uh, that day at Hub, actually, <laughs> I, I, the, those guys, they were talking about miracles. Uh, did they talk or I asked? Yeah, I think I asked. I asked that question. Oh, so what? Are the miracles you had in your life that uh, you you felt God is so tangible? You are so sure that God is there. I asked that question because I was doubting. 
because I I would felt so unreal. It's too difficult for me to accept the idea. So I asked the dad, and they were talking, 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 and then I was listening to them. I was thinking, oh. I, I I want to see a miracle. I even said that sentence. And then <laughs> maybe after less than one minute, and O'Neill said, let's go, let's go to that building, the, the burning heart there building, the meeting. And then I went with O'Neill <clears throat> in the hub, and we saw a girl with that uh, crushes. I, the crushes. And uh, so O'Neill said, hello. I, 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 <laughs> I was like, oh, they know each other or what? And I don't know this girl. And uh, the girl said, ah, hi. And then O'Neill said, oh, can I pray for you? I was like, oh, this conversation goes well. <laughs> can I pray for you? That's why I thought maybe they knew each other. And then the girl was a bit uh, surprised. And then she said, oh, okay. And then O'Neill just said, in the name of Jesus, you are healed. Only that really quick, really quick. And then he was so confident. And he told the girl, oh, you, you, you try now. You go walk without the crash. And you, 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 you tell me how you feel. And then the girl at the beginning, she's scared because she, she didn't believe she could walk like, and then I, I I was very shocked actually, by the way, I was pretending cool. So because Anil is doing something apparently amazing, I don't know, <laughs> be too weird. But he said like, what? So I, I didn't like make any noise. I, I told the girl, yes, try, don't worry. <laughs> the girl that, and then the girl gave me her crashes and then, she started walking and she could walk. And O'Neill asked, how are you feeling? She said, oh, no, the painful anymore. Mm -hmm. And then we, we, we left the girl. And then I started talking to O'Neill. Oh my, this is what happened. <laughs> it's like, for me, he's so confident and he's, he's so bold, so brave and so direct. Can I pray for you? I, so short, you, you can tell his face, right? His face is really strong. Mm -hmm. And later I tried to copy that. I tried to mess with the stranger. It, it didn't work in that way because I was like, my face wasn't very strong. I'm eager to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, I, you see, when you ask, God will give it to you. Mm -hmm. I said, I want to see a miracle too. And then after one minute or two minutes at, at, at most, and then I I experienced that. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So since you met Jesus, and it seems like you're, you're going through a period where you're really broken, and God gave you a lot of signs of his existence, and you you like gave your life to Jesus, Um what has changed about your life? How has Jesus changed your life? Wow, this wow, this is so beautiful. I I think uh, when people are born again, like met Jesus and repented, and then get baptized and then have Holy Spirit, actually, <laughs> after that you will gain knowledge, and the knowledge actually is by experiencing. 
So it's not like you you met Jesus. Oh, I'm perfect. I I don't sin anymore. I'm so good. No, he needs time to heal you, and you need to go through some changes changes, and then you will understand. Or during the the, the first few months, I I learned a lot. At the beginning, I still. Felt painful and broken. I was like, "Why, why, why, why? God, this is still happening. What, what's wrong with me? Maybe this, um, I, I was doing something wrong or what?" And then I learned it's a season. And when you are painful, you are suffering, and there are always lessons. This is so true. And those a few months, God was actually preparing me and teaching me. During the hard time, I also learned how to seek strength from Him and how to rely on Him only. Because human beings are so limited. When you put too much expectation on other people, it can hurt you. It can hurt other people as well. Is the world is not designed for that? The world is designed for relying on God, and all the hard time taught me that. And、uh, yeah, and I, I it's also a season that I've been, I've been being washed, and now I feel like Holy Spirit helped me. <clears throat> I, 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 the like I have a very strong desire to live in a righteous way. Even though in the past I also have, but I couldn't. I didn't have the wisdom. I didn't have the strength. Now, Holy Spirit is teaching me. God is teaching me, and it's not like I have all the wisdom, but I gain the wisdom through that, and I have the strength and the peace from Holy Spirit. That's the difference. And I, I, I know I'm on the right path. I know, like following God's principles will protect me. From any evil doings, and I will have a peace and have a secured life, and I am going on this path. I'm glad. Yeah. So, have you been open with other people about becoming a Christian, and what has their response been? So, like people in your program, maybe your family, how have they responded?、Um, uh, if you've been open about, you know, finding Jesus. This is really interesting. Yeah, it is. This topic is really good. It's also part of like a, a, a people's life, a disciples' life. Like it's a crucial period. How do you deal with it? And for my cohort, because we are somehow also professional, so they may be curious and they don't know what's going on. They just feel, oh, you you went so sad and you got depressed, so you need some、uh, like uh, emotional support. So maybe it's just、uh, for a while, and then like they don't feel it's it's a life changing thing, and.、Uh, They also feel ah,、oh, so they also ask some weird questions. Also,、oh, how will you date? Like,、uh, so are you okay to take vaccines? I heard a Christian they don't take vaccines or what? And they ask them very weird questions. That's crazy. I I think people have some misunderstanding because the world is so confusing and there are so many fake Christian. That's why and,、uh, but. It, 
Yeah, I'm very open to share with them. And with my parents, I was 100% honest and I talk about what I experienced, but it's really difficult for them to accept it in that kind of environment. Even though they know I'm their daughter and they see I'm changing, I'm happier and I'm a better person, but is but then they are not seeking God. I'm praying for them. It's and it, it also helped to explain why I had to change my environment to encounter God, because the environment also matters. Like sometimes, for example, if you are listening, you feel like the environment is very uncomfortable. You kind of feel, oh, maybe it's time to move. Uh, maybe you should <laughs> go for it. <laughs> you don't know what's waiting for you. Yeah. So I have just a couple more questions. Um, what is your biggest hope in God for the future? Oh, my. Because one of the things I think you shared earlier, your time in Japan, of just feeling like sense of like hopelessness and just, you know, just the way you talk and the time like I've gotten to know you a little bit. You seem very positive about like life. And so I'm assuming that's a major aspect of your life that's changed when you think about the future, there's hope. So what what are like what do you expect? You know, what do you think that God wants to do in your future? What do you dream about? Oh, this is a very good question. I think in the past a lot of my fear comes from virus about my future because you can't see, you can't control. I just felt, oh, is this even something I can't control? Oh my, I, I'm a bit scared. But now I feel like if we are living in a righteous way and no matter where we, we go to, it won't be wrong. So I feel the the, the worst suffering is your heart is full of chaos, is full of wounds, and you walk so blindly, you can't see things. That's the most horrible thing for me. But with Jesus, with God, I have the light in my life. And I, I know who I am and I know what is right, what is wrong. It's not like, oh, I don't know what is right, what is wrong. I just have a try and let's see what happened, where I can go to. Some people, they try drugs and then like they may die and they go to jail. It's like there's a price to pay. But now with Jesus, I have a security in my life and uh, and I know what is love. I didn't even know what is love because people thought they know. They watch the like the movies, they read the books, and the different people define love in, into different ways. Like you, you don't know. You, there's no clear answer. But now I know. I'm very glad. And uh, I want to be more like Jesus. I mentioned I'm not perfect. I'm still a person with many flaws, but I have a heart of being perfect. And I'm walking into that way. Maybe I'll use my whole life to get close to my goal. Yeah. But it cannot be wrong. 
I know my future cannot be wrong if I follow Jesus. This is the most important. I you see now I still don't know if I can finish a PhD or not. I don't know where I'll go to. I don't know if I'll get married. I don't know if like I can have a good life. I have no idea. But I know I have. I I want to follow God. I will always follow Jesus. I know I'll do the right thing. Holy Spirit will teach me. Will guide me. Yeah, and I know that God is a loving God, and He will protect us. So if people are suffering, it's also because we need to pay for our wrongdoings. So if you keep doing right, 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 even though, even if the world they do wrong things to you, but you will be okay in a sense. At least you don't need to blame yourself. It's not like you did things wrong and then you came to this situation. Then you cannot say anything because that's your fault. But if you didn't do anything wrong, the world hurt you. And then God, Jesus will heal you. And there's a place for you to go. God is our refuge and you have your brothers and sisters in Christ. And you have your support and protection. It's so different from the world in the past for me. Yeah. yeah. So closing thought, um, just a couple of weeks ago, a group of us went out to talk to people on the streets about Jesus. And there was one, one guy you were talking to, and we ended up praying for him, praying with him. Like he prayed to accept the Lord. You know, only God knows what happened in his heart and whether it was just a seed planted. But I was struck with the conviction with which you spoke to him, like, and just like preached towards him. And, and when you say preach, not in a coercive way, but in a loving way of where I could feel how much you wanted for him to find God. And I just thinking if anyone ends up listening to this, who they're struggling with believing in God, they're struggling with whether they want to give their whole life to God. What would you say to them? I, oh my, I I want to say that you deserve the perfect love and the perfect love does exist and keep seeking it, you will receive it. And yeah, life without love is really scary <laughs> and for me, it was horrible, but with God's love, oh my, life will be full of hope and so secure that I want you to have it. You deserve it, and God is so loving. He really wants to love us so much. He just, he's knocking and knocking and knocking, waiting and waiting and waiting. He just wants us to turn to him. Yeah, God bless you. I, I, I'll pray and I hope everyone will find God and have God's perfect love in your life. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So that's, that's it for our conversation for now. Um, I hope those who listened, I hope you're blessed by it and hope you continue to stay tuned for future episodes.